0: You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Think 180 podcast. This is Chris Baker of Inc. 180 in Oswego, Illinois. Episode 25, I can't believe it's here. I'm here with uh, my friend Kyle Craning. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Hope you guys are having a great day. It's beautiful outside. It's going to be 81 degrees in Chicago today. I'm not ready for it. Oh, I think you should stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not ready. No more. No more ugly weather, man. I love this. 81 degrees. My son's going to prom this afternoon. It's going to be perfect. I'm gonna open the windows, blow some of the dust off. I'm gonna. <laughs> the, the other day, I opened it the first, It's been nice. Like the first week, it's been decent here in the Chicagoland area this year. Um opened up the back doors the other day and just let the wind blow through the building. It was awesome. But uh,
1: get that fall dust out of here.
0: Yeah. Hope we didn't blow your ears out with the intro music, but uh, that's our friend Brian Head Welch, of course, of uh, the band Corn, and uh, we 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 threw that on this morning as the opener because his. Uh, his documentary opens, premieres tonight in Nashville, and uh, pretty amazing story, uh, just an amazing guy. Great, He's become a great friend, and I just love this guy. He's been a mentor, and, and uh, Brian Welch is doing amazing things. His documentary is called Loud Crazy Love, and it really talks about his whole story when he quit corn and uh, got clean, got sober, found Jesus, became a, you know, Really became a dad to his daughter Jenea and um, th- that whole story of her, you know, her growing up and him changing his life around and getting it together, and just just a inspirational story. A great guy, somebody that I really respect and really love. And I imagine that it will be, um, it's going to be playing around the country in limited release and stuff like that. But uh, it, you can be sure it'll be hitting iTunes pretty quickly, and uh, I'll I'll let you know when that happens. But I'm super excited to be uh, seeing that soon. I was actually going to go down to Nashville this weekend for it, but, you know, Ty's got prom and got to do that. So um, we'll see it soon. I'm looking forward to it. Got a lot to talk about today. Man, we've been gone for a couple weeks here, and feels like the world has gone to hell in a handbasket. So, well, welcome to America, amigo. A lot of stuff to talk about. Some good stuff, too. But let's get the elephant out of the room. Kanye West. What what's Kanye doing? I don't
1: know, man. Like it's it's like Kanye times a thousand. So and then yeah, fell off a cliff. I don't know. If,
0: well, so wasn't it last year he would he checked himself into a facility yep. for some some help with mental health stuff? Yeah, he he's admitted publicly that he has yeah. a mental health issue, and that's great. I love right. that he that he did that and does that and talks about it. But I think he needs to stay a little bit longer, though. Quite no, honestly, well, I, I I don't know what's going on, like if you guys maybe were in another country or something this week, didn't hear about this, huh. but Kanye was on TMZ, you know, a, a real credible news source. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking about a bunch of different things, but then he got on the topic of slavery and made the statement that slavery was a choice. choice. He, yeah. he, and I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat paraphrasing. You can check out the video. It's all over social media, but, um, he said, well, 400 years, how can you say that they didn't... Like, they could have stopped it. It was a choice. And I was like, oh, good Lord. Then there's a there's another guy that's on TMZ, I guess. I don't I don't watch it, but I've seen him on TV a couple times. And um, really, really interesting guy and knows his stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and checked Kanye on it. Um, but it was pretty crazy. I mean, all this stuff with that and then him wearing a Trump hat around yeah, like yeah. Trump's my boy and like dude his career like I don't think he cares he's got enough money to live out the rest of six lives without worrying but well, I don't know last year I think he man. or two two years ago he said he was broke yeah
1: that's true he did huh so i i think he's gotten some money since then but broke you know what's broke to
0: Kanye right oh i don't got 10 million dollars <laughs> laying around yeah what's broke to a kardashian <laughs> right uh, I don't know, man. I'm praying for the dude. I, it, it, it almost, but it seems like there's something going on. Like, cause I, you know, I, I used to listen to Kanye's music and, you know, a little bit, some of the stuff, but like, he's not, it doesn't sound like it's him. It's right. like, dude, are you possessed right now? Right. Like, did, what happened to you? Like, right. you know, um, and he's
1: been on Twitter saying, you know, black people don't have to be Democrat. And that's 100% true. Absolutely. Um, you know and he says he's not a republican or a democrat
0: yeah but you know he certainly loves donald trump yeah he does well he did he came out and said he was going to run for president right in 2020 uh, a couple years ago yeah i think this past week or the two weeks ago amongst
1: his thousand tweets yeah i think he said 2024
0: come on yeah how about 20 never? Right, right, that'd be more appropriate. I mean, just, dude, like, what the heck? I mean, I'm all about free speech. Say what you want, say what you feel. And, and if that's his opinion, if you know he supports Trump, that's fine, dude. Like, whatever, go be you. But right. it just seems out of character for him. Like, he, he made a lot of statements about white people and ra- being racist and this and that. and Right. And other, you know, music industry
1: titans have come out on mm-hmm. twitter and have said dude what's wrong with you or yeah. well, that not only that but they've unfollowed him on twitter yeah i mean you're talking about people like you know keep in mind but you know, this is the hip-hop community sure. so people like snoop dogg kendrick lamar john legend
0: john said john some legend. stuff too but, yeah. Yeah, all
1: those people have unfollowed this guy people yeah. who have definitely benefited from having kanye work on his music in the past or produce mm-hmm. his, his, their music yeah and or collaborated with him and have won emmys because of it. Yeah. Have now, you know, essentially they're just completely stepping away from this guy as he yeah, loses he's,
0: all control. He's been a lightning rod for years, you know, the whole Taylor Swift Dude. thing and that yeah. whole debacle and then the aftermath of that and it's like he I don't know if I I don't know if it's real or if it's just him like craving attention. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. And I know he says he has an album
1: coming out. Yeah. The last time he said that, um, it was like four months later, it yeah. finally came out, right? Yeah. But he, do, he was, and so was... that's was thing. He has an album coming out, but this is not the way you want to get attention for now. album. No. Because there's other ways, yeah. no one isn't going to buy it. But then there's people saying, oh, people are totally going to be listening to it now.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't see that side of it. Well, there were people... I mean... Eminem had kind of fallen off the world for a while, right? And then he came out with his album and he had that freestyle where he ripped Trump apart right before the album came out and, and lost it, a lot of fans. He lost a lot of and fans. He said that in that freestyle. Yep. And, but he didn't care. No. I mean, You know, and I don't, that's the thing. Like part of me, I, I'm on the fence. Like part of me thinks Kanye just doesn't care what people think of him. And the 100%. other part of me thinks, and the other part of me thinks, oh, no, he completely cares what people think, or mm. at, at least cares that people want to th- be talking about him, right. whether it's positive or negative. I don't know. There's other leaders in this world, nay, country, yeah. who are the exact
1: same way. True maybe story. maybe that's the connection. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah. before, I'm not trying to rip Donald Trump or Trump supporters. If that's who you support, that's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, however, I mean, this is a guy who was, you know, a glorified businessman and celebrity yeah prior to becoming president yeah people always talked crap about donald Trump, or he was a butt of jokes true you know now all of a sudden he's you know where'd that go where'd all those people go yeah yeah i don't know same man
0: it's interesting man it's a if you look at the country like the country is so everything is so driven by celebrities and now politics too you know I mean, Obama was kind of like a celebrity president. He was kind—he kind of had that feel to him, you know. Right. But he, uh, you know, it was not like what Trump is. No, now it's like it's like the celebrity apprentice political <laughs> right. thing. But you know, you whatever know
1: people coming in and out of White House positions, well, uh, and they yeah. would think so. It's it's always. I'd be surprised if we see a celebrity or
0: White House apprentice premiere after he's. Done with serving his, yeah. his time. Congressional right? apprentice like, or something. <laughs> like, but you know what? I'll tell you, I was having a talk with, with Tyler the other night, my son, and we were talking about Trump, and you know, he's got his own opinions and stuff, and I said, you know, for whether people like him or don't like him, he has done one thing for sure he's made everybody talk about politics in the United States. A hundred percent. Kids, kids are talking like, I've never heard teenagers talking about politics or whatever. Now you got the kids are talking about whether they're they're for him or against him. Right. And Tyler has friends on both sides of that too. So we were talking about that and I'm like, I think it's, that's a good thing that people of all ages are talking about politics and my hope. And you know, I I really hope I, I, it makes me really angry when after an election, we see what the voter turnouts were and how they're so low. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care who you vote for. Get out and vote. Like, make an informed choice and vote for who you want. Right. And maybe this is going to drive some of that and get younger I people so. to vote. I, I hope so, too. Who knows? We'll see. But, uh, all right, enough about politics. You know I don't like talking <laughs> about politics. <laughs> but uh, um. A good story. I wanted to share some positive stuff too. Um, so there's a really cool story. I watched the NFL draft last weekend. I don't know if you guys watched the NFL draft. I, you know, I, I'm not, I've never shied away from talking about kind of my feelings about the NFL the last couple of years. And, you know, a lot of people kind of stopped watching the NFL with the whole Colin Kaepernick and players kneeling during the national anthem. And, I stopped watching it when Ray Rice beat the hell out of his girlfriend in an elevator um, and they weren't really doing anything about domestic violence situations. But I watched the draft and I watched the draft for the same reason I watched the Olympics. I want to see and hear those stories of these players and like where they came from and how hard they had to work to get um, to college and finish college and what they did in their careers in college and what kind of person they are. And, then see who who picks them, right? So I was watching it, and, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, like I call him Johnny Manziel version 2.0, <laughs> yep. um, ticking time bomb. But, uh, you know, seeing these kids get picked and get picked. But there was one story that I had, I had, I saw on ESPN the week leading up to the draft, and it was this kid, um, his name's Shaqu- Shaquem Griffin, and he went to the University of Central Florida, And um, you may not know that name, but you may have seen a story. He's the he's a player who is a twin. He has a twin brother. And when he was born, he had a syndrome called amniotic band syndrome. And basically, it cut off circulation to his left hand. And when he was, I believe, four years old, three or four years old, um, he had to have his left hand amputated. And they did it. Um, He and his brother grew up playing tackle football, and they were both really good. Both both of them were linebackers. And when they were in high school, Shaquem's brother was um, offered full-ride scholarships like Alabama, Notre Dame, Penn State, Florida State, like all these top-tier schools. And Shaquem only got one offer, and it was at the University of Central Florida, and so they both decided to go to Central Florida because they wanted to play together, and they were both amazing, just awesome players, awesome students, great people in the community, on the field, off the field, um, just leaders of the team. So his Kareem's uh, older brother, or Shaquem, he's older by ten minutes. I say older brother. Uh, his brother was drafted last year by Seattle and had a, a decent rookie season and. So anyway, fast forward to this year, Shaquem um, had wanted to go to the the NFL combine, wasn't invited, wasn't invited, wasn't invited. He had a standout season at Central Florida. Everybody saw what they did and went undefeated and had a great season, Um, declared themselves national champions because they weren't given an opportunity to play for it. But uh, anyway, he the last minute he gets invited to the NFL combine. He goes and he just destroys it, kills it. He was, ran a faster 40 than his brother did and just all this stuff. And then he gets invited to the NFL draft. You know, a lot of those guys sit in their house with their family and they're hanging out. And, um, but they, they invited him to the Cowboys stadium where they held the draft. So he's there in his suit and it's, you know, they had said, you know, he'd probably be like a second round pick. So the first night's the first round thursday night he's sitting there the whole night high-fiving guys as they get drafted and, and no big deal he didn't really get expect to be drafted that night the next day friday is the second round um and or second and third rounds mm-hmm. second they go through the second round nothing Third round, nothing he doesn't, doesn't get picked that day so saturday is the last day of the draft and he's like all right I'm not coming back here for this I'm going to I'll be at home. So he was at home with his family including his brother um, and he finally got that phone call that he'd been drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> so he got to he gets to play with his brother again. I'm like I'm watching this. I'm crying my eyes out. I'm like this is the coolest story ever. I told this story in church um, last week. We have a uh, just a, an adorable little girl named Hazel. Um, who had her uh, lower leg amputated and I was talking to her parents about this story and we're like I'm I'm like immediately the biggest Seattle Seahawks fan on the planet and I'm a Raiders fan so that's a stretch right but I'm getting this kid's jersey and he's just an awesome person like he radiates positivity in everything and he doesn't like he doesn't look at things and go oh I'm an amputee he's like I'm a football player and I'm a good person and he is he's He's gonna do um, some awesome stuff in the Seattle community, him and his brother, just really solid people and when they interviewed his parents, like you could tell immediately like, yeah, you, you see where you, where they get it from. Parents are amazing. So wanted to share that positivity because you know there's so much negativity and ugliness that kind of surrounds the NFL player personnel wise. but I uh, wanted to bring that up. All right, next thing different different direction here so we all we talked about backpage.com getting shut down and the the pluses and you know some slight negatives to that um, as far as not being able to find those that are being traffic right now but watching uh, good morning america the other day and they were talking about mark zuckerberg from facebook made an announcement and it had nothing to do with security and people selling our data and all that he said that Facebook is going to become a dating site now. And the first thing that popped into my head was like, oh, welcome new Um, So Backpage.com, if you don't know, it was a, a website that was recently shut down by the feds. Kind of like Craigslist, you could buy, sell, and and sell your TV, your car, whatever. Um, but they had personal ads on there too. And it was the biggest online marketplace for selling sex in the world the the three men who founded it owned it ran it were charged with 93 counts of sex trafficking money laundering different crimes Um, the main owner has flipped on the other two and pled guilty and that's all good Uh, so we're going to see a lot of activity with that in the coming months but facebook like why dude why are you why just why you're only um, like fifteen years too late. Like, well, you know,
1: dating websites are not new.
0: Personal ads have been proven to be a place where traffickers sell sex. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to put this on Facebook. You're going to open it up to millions of people, including kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I just I saw that and I was immediately terrified so it's
1: kind of odd when you think about it the timeline yeah. it's also on the heels of obviously as you said backpage.com is gone yeah right? so it's like a few weeks later this pops up
0: yeah and i mean of course i don't think that that's intentional intentional um i just think that they're they're grasping at straws right now trying to get past this whole security flub and um give people something that they think they want they, you know yeah. If you think you need to put personal ads on Facebook for it to be a hookup site, you're wrong because people have been using Facebook for years for a hookup site. I'm going back to MySpace. Yeah, (laughs) we were talking about that. I was, where was I I was with? uh, Oh, I was talking to my pastor the other day before church, and he's like, "Remember MySpace? Like how big it was." (laughs) I we just laughed. I'm like, "Yeah, I remember it," but uh, I don't know. I'm concerned about it. We're gonna we're gonna dive deeper into it once that. Technology is opened up to the public. I think it's in a beta test right now, but we're going to stay on top of it because I'm concerned that it will be used. You know, things that are meant to be used for good being used for evil. Uh, We've seen that God knows enough times. Um, But, you know, there's other sites popping up already uh, since Backpage got shut down and there were others before. So they weren't the only one. They were just the biggest one. And then, of course, there's the dark web and all this other stuff. So it's just crazy. Um, I posted a story about Allison Mack, the actress from the show Smallville that I never watched. But um, being arrested and charged with sex trafficking um, as a part of this Nexium cult. And I, I watched a story on 2020 about this, this cult a few months ago. It was pretty horrific. It's like a lot of brainwashing going on, and mm-hmm. they're branding women. Um, they're actually branding them with, like, hot iron branding. They're not tattoos. And this this actress, Allison Mack, was arrested and charged with sex trafficking and admitted in court to selling children to this cult. And I posted that story on the Inquinity Facebook page, and people lost their minds. Like, they were shocked. They couldn't believe it. I posted a question after there were like, I think there were like 50 comments like off the bat. They're like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how does this happen? And I posted the question. I'm like, are you shocked because she's a woman or are you shocked because she's an actress? Mm -hmm. They're like, well, both. I'm like, well, let me debunk. Number one, women are pimps a lot. It happens. And when women are involved in sex trafficking, a lot of times, they will be told by their pimper trafficker, I'll let you go if you get me five more. Right. So they'll go out and recruit five more, or 10 more, or whatever it is. Right. I think there's a story like that locally, semi recently. Yeah, tons of them. It, it's not uncommon. And then they just never get out of it. They, you know, they're not going to let them out of it. All right. Um, or they'll sell them off to somebody else or whatever. So this isn't uncommon at all. <laughs> um, and it's not uncommon for women to be pimped. I mean, I, <laughs> how many stories have I posted about moms selling their daughters? Um, it's just, it's, it's a sick situation. I mean, we got people, um, trafficking their own kids for drugs, drug money and, and whatever the case. But, um, so don't be shocked that she was a woman because again, we see it a lot. Um, and why are you surprised that she's an actress and she's involved in some kind of sex cult or sex trafficking or buying and selling people? Um, Hollywood's a disaster. We've known this for years. I don't know why people were so surprised when Harvey Weinstein got busted for being a pig. <laughs> Hollywood's been full of pigs for since, decades. Right. Nearly since its inception. Right. So, um, I guess yesterday you said yesterday was her first day in court, like the trial. Right? Yeah,
1: I, I heard on the radio on the way home that um, those proceedings had started formally in court, and yeah. there wasn't much that came out of it, but um, just that that it
0: it had begun. Yeah. Well, good. We're gonna follow it. You know, we'll be talking about it. Um, I hope if uh, you know, well, she she pled guilty to it, or she admitted to selling kids. So who knows? We'll see what the happens. Stacked against her. Yeah, it's overwhelming, from what I understand. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Um, today, we're recording this on Saturday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Hmm. Tacos and tequila day, as I like to call America's it. Favorite I love of it. it.
1: America's favorite, or it's America's 2nd, 4th of July, essentially. Yeah,
0: and it's not Mexican Independence Day. Right, there's a lot of misinformation yeah. out
1: there right now saying it's, that it's Mexicans Independence yeah, Day. It, it is not.
0: Battle of Puebla. It's not Puebla. Puebla. Remember. Puebla. Yeah.
1: Just yeah.
0: remember, it is not their Independence it Day. It is not today. Mexican Independence Day, because all my friends that are Mexican get super angry when people right. say it's Mexican Independence Day. Like, no, it's not. That's another day. Well, I read it on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a meme. <laughs> um, but uh, today is also the Kentucky Derby, which, whatever. Not a bad... <laughs> <not, laughs> I'm not a big fan of horse racing. I'm not, you know, I don't really have anything against it, but whatever. Or National Gambling Day. Yeah. Or National Mint Julep Day or Ugly Hat Day, whatever. Um, Kentucky Derby's going down uh, in Kentucky, obviously. Um, and it's, you know, it's one of those things I always bring it up because people always bring up the Super Bowl is, you know, it's the biggest one day event for human trafficking in the country. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's big. I don't know if it's the biggest, but. It's definitely up there, um, but Kentucky Derby is another one of those. There's a ton of sex trafficking going on down in Kentucky this weekend. Uh, you know, like like any of those big sporting events or big male-driven events. The Detroit Auto Show is another one. The political conventions, um, big religious conventions. Let that one sink in, listeners. There's a lot of sex trafficking that goes on around big Christian conventions around the country. Um, so yeah, it's just. Another, you know, another day that we always like to step up the prayers a bit because we know there's a lot of stuff going on down there and stepping up the prayers for our federal agents that are down there working right now to try and make recoveries and and make rescues. Um, Last Friday, I, um, you know, I speak in schools all the time. And if you've been following our work, that's not a surprise to you. You've heard about it. We've talked about it quite a bit. And we love doing that to educate our kids because we would really like to educate our kids before they end up sitting in my chair to have a tattoo removed. And um, I had a unique experience. I was asked by the Plainfield unified school district to go in last Friday and speak at their teacher Institute day. And all the kids have the day off and all the teachers from the district come in and hear presentations and, and on different topics that are important. And Um, excuse me, the Plainfield school district asked me to come in and talk about sex trafficking and it was awesome, man. I loved it. It was, it was one of the coolest, um, events that I've been able to do with, uh, with the schools because I had three 90 minute sessions that I did back to back to back. That's rough, man. And it, it was, but it was awesome at the same time. Like I did, I did about 60 minutes talking, presenting, and then I answered questions for 30 minutes. And I'll tell you, those, those sessions could have gone three hours, and they were asking great questions, and we had great conversations, and it was funny, uh, or I don't want to say funny. It was interesting because, you know, when some of them came in to the room and started sitting down as we were getting ready to start... They looked at me. Some of them looked at me and made jokes like, oh, cool. It's time to get tattoos. Let's get tattoos. And then I start talking about trafficking and what we do. And those same teachers were coming up to me at the end. And they're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Um, thanks for educating us on this because like, we had no idea. And I'm like, no, that's why I, I came. you right. know. So I was you know, talking to them, talking about like things to look for in their students, ways to spot trafficking. And talking about what it looks like locally and how big of an issue it is and it was man it was really cool um the one of the guys from the district i won't i won't call him out but he met me and brought me up to the room where i'd be presenting it was this big conference type area and uh, you know he's got his suit on and stuff and i walk in with my shorts and my t-shirt and (laughs) He looked at me, and I think he thought, like, what the hell is this guy? Like, what's this all about? And why 100%. is he here? You know? Yep. So I got all set up and set up my projectors and everything. And he's like, all right, I'll check back in on you later. And I'm like, yep, cool, peace, later. And he <laughs> he went off, and he said that uh, he came back up right before the third session. he's like, is it, is it cool if I sit in on this one? I was like, yeah, of course, you know? And then afterwards we got to talk for a little bit and he's like, yeah, he said, I had teachers that were in the first two sessions coming up to me and going like, you have to go up there and listen to that. And, um, he did. And he's like, man, it was awesome. He's like, I learned a ton. And he said, all these teachers I ran into were, like, super excited about your presentation. They're like, we got to get him in to do presentations to, like, the whole, like, assemblies to the whole school. And yeah. I'm like, bring it on, dude. You know, I don't charge you to do that. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I said, if you want to pay me, feel free. We'll just donate it to the ministry. But right, I was like, it's what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was really cool. I think, you know, I think a lot of eyes got opened up. And um, it, it was cool. I... All the teachers were awesome. But I had one. I told a story. Um, there was a pimp, and I've talked about this, that was recently um, convicted that bought a, a foreclosed home in Naperville and turned it into a brothel. Right. And he's just sitting around in jail waiting on sentencing right now, but he's going away for a long, long time, thanks to the FBI. And um, I told the story about when I recently spoke at a church in Naperville, and this woman got really nasty with me and kind of yelling at me saying that sex trafficking doesn't happen in Naperville. So I told that story and I told the story of this pimp and I showed his picture and talked about what he was doing and how he was recruiting kids. And, Mm -hmm. and this one teacher came up to me at the end of the class. And she's one of these people like, I love meeting people. Right. And I'm not germaphobic by, by any means, but I hate when people do this. She came up and like shook my hand and then held onto my hand while she talked to me. And I'm like, personal space personal space man
1: let's take two yeah. steps and let go
0: so and i could tell like she had something to say and she's she looked at me and she goes well i just want to let you know i live in naperville and we're not all like that and i'm like i never said everybody in Naperville. I, I have a lot of my friends live in Naperville. i have friends in naperville right. you know <laughs> and uh I was like, I never said everybody in Naperville. I just said this one woman in particular said oh, right. this, right? And she happened to be in Naperville. And I was using it as an example of like people in these nice communities don't think that this stuff happens, and it does. Right. And she, but she was really nasty about it. And I'm like, Are we done? Like, we good? <laughs> Right. And, and it's, I said, it's you funny. know, it's
1: usually the ones that are in the more wealthy neighborhoods where it's most prevalent because, right. you know, it's, it's the money, it's where the money's at, right? Well, it's every, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere,
0: everywhere. But I, you know, I looked at her and I'm in, in my head though. Here's what I thought. I'm like, if you're that offended by it, I was speaking right to you too. That's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. so, like if you got that upset about it, good. Made you think. Right. So, no, it was awesome, man. I've had teachers reach out to me and um, ask me about the social media safety class because I talked about that. Mm. And they're like, man, we got to do this. This is great. And, you know, when can we do this? And, of course, you know, great. We're coming up on the end of the school year in a couple of weeks. You know, my kids are all studying for finals right now. But good stuff. Um, Got one more story for you. This week was a, a tough week for me. Um, if you follow the page or any of my social media, you, I'm sure you saw it, but, um, I'll tell the story on Tuesday morning. I came in and I did a self-harm scar cover up for a, a girl, a young girl, and she had to be in school. So I came in a little bit early and she got her tattoo that covered up some scars on her arms. And if I would have charged for that tattoo, which I didn't, it was ministry work. I, it would have been about a four hundred to four hundred fifty dollar tattoo. And finished up the tattoo for her. She was waiting on a ride, and she came out and sat in the in the lobby. And uh, I started on the next client, and she just kind of sat out here and watched TV. And when I came back out to finish, you know, to do uh, aftercare instructions with my second client my brand new iPad Pro was gone. My brand new iPad Pro and Apple Pencil and everything that I, I mean, this is, when I say that this is a critical tool to my work, it is a critical tool. I do all my drawings on it now. I save modifications, different versions of drawings for people. It's a huge thing. And I had spent hours upon hours drawing cover-up designs that I was going to use this week for people, like sex trafficking victims and all kinds of stuff and it was gone, and I was pretty furious, Um, and I posted a couple of videos, one on Facebook, one on Instagram, we have cameras in here, we have two cameras, and looked at the cameras, and I saw exactly who took it, and it was that person, and I posted the videos, I said, look, you know, I have you on video, I don't want to go to the authorities, but I will, just bring my iPad back and all will be forgiven. Like, whatever. It's all good. I was still angry, but I was like, it's all good. We'll, we'll deal with it. And I said, basically, you have until the end of the night to bring it back. So I came in the next morning. Nothing. It wasn't anywhere to be found. No phone calls. Um, it wasn't through the mail slot or anything. I, nothing. So I was kind of debating, like, do I go to the cops? Do I wait another day? So I prayed about it. And I was like, I'm going to wait another day. I come in um, Thursday morning. It's through the mail slot. And it's crazy. I wasn't going to work. I was sick. I was, this. I don't know if it's the change of the weather, the stuff in the air or whatever, but I felt like garbage this week. And I was coming in to look at my schedule to see if I could change some things around and just take the day off and rest. <clears throat> and uh, there it was sitting on the ground. They dropped it through the mail slot. And, you know, I posted another video to like update people because I had people that were like, Hey man, um, I have an iPad at home. I don't use it. You can have it. I'll bring it to the shop. Um, I had people like offering to donate. You were like, tell me, Hey, if you need another iPad, let me know. I mean, like I had a yeah, bunch man. of people that were like, cause people know, like it's, it's not like, Oh, I just have an iPad for fun. It's like a critical thing to my work. And, um, you know, we're doing this whole initiative we're we're trying to go as green as we can and that was a huge part of it you know it cutting our dependency on paper and all this stuff so um i got it back and put a video up on facebook and i think again on instagram i don't remember it was a crazy week but people were like people really resonated with the fact that i didn't call the cops and i just like Hoped that and prayed that it would come back, and it did. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, not—I didn't do it for any kind of response. I was just like letting people know, hey, because I had a lot of people that were. Like, I could, I probably could have had um, enough money donated that day to go and buy a new one, right? But that's not what I had hoped that I ne- would have to do. So I was just letting everybody know, like, hey, I appreciate the support and like your offers, but you don't have to do it. Like, don't. We got it back, so. Um, But it was funny, man. I'm sitting here Thursday afternoon after all this, and I'm just kind of, like, decompressing. I don't feel good. I have a sinus headache bigger than an elephant Mm. and just felt like garbage. And this guy came in for a lettering. He just wanted some quick lettering done. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. And um, I said, what do you want to get? And he's like, oh, it's a short Bible verse. I'm like, all right, cool. So he pulls it up. And it's Romans 12 21. And Romans 12.21 says, Don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil by doing good. And I I kind of sat back and laughed. And I'm like, <laughs> Huh, that's kind of what happened here. Like, you know, I wasn't defeated by it. I just prayed that they would have a change of heart and they'd bring it back. And they did. And, you know, I posted in that video that I posted, I said, you know. Call me if you want to talk like I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to I'm not going to kick your butt like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure people it, It's here's a crazy thing, right? Like, I don't really know this person. And of course, it's a girl too, right? So mm-hmm. of course, I'm not going to do anything. But um, it's crazy to me that people look at me and they think that I'm the guy that they should steal from. Or take stuff from. <laughs> right. Like I look a little crazy like, and I used to be, you know, like I would have, like I was very reactionary in the past and like, dude, like gotta be hurting for something to, to try and do something like that. But, and that's what I just chalked it up as, it's just a moment of weakness, a bad decision. And it all turned out for the best. We got it, got it back. And uh, they didn't have to deal with, you know, Authorities and those proceedings and all that stuff. So it all worked out in the end. But, um, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. It's good to be back on this morning talking to everybody and catching up. Um, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up soon. I've got another trip coming out to Vegas, or going out to Vegas, the one that was rescheduled a couple of months ago. Uh, happy birthday to my buddy Sean Williams out in Vegas. He's turning 40 here this month. So I'm excited to get back out and, and work with the fine... People at Central out in Vegas and Henderson specifically. But I'm going to be doing my dangerous faith class out there, doing that. Going to be going back to Cali to do more trafficking cover ups uh, in the very near future with our friends from CERT. Pray for CERT Ministries there. Um, if you didn't hear the last episode, they are uh, retired military special ops folks and they go out and they do searches for kids that have uh, been missing that are suspected of being involved in human trafficking. They go out, do the investigations, make the recoveries, and and do amazing, amazing work. Um, they've got some huge needs coming up soon that we're gonna be talking more about, but they're doing some big operations um, in different major cities in this country. So um, we'll talk about those absolutely like after they happen because we don't want to. We never know who listens to this. Like right. we put out a lot of information out there, and I don't want to put anything out there that jeopardizes any of the. Searches that they're going after. So, uh, but pray for certain ministries. We love those guys, and um, just stay tuned, man. Stay, stay with the ministry. It's gonna be a lot of stuff coming up here in the next few months. Summer's up. The mobile unit's going out. It's probably gonna wheel that thing outside today and let the dust blow off of it and let it get some fresh air inside now. So, God bless you guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. And uh, thanks for listening. You see, we're on a mission from God. It's just the fire.